Go ahead. Start chewing. Can you hear me chew? How about now? People are going to be throwing up all over the, mm. all over America and the world listening oh, to no, this. Oh, no, all over America and the world. People are listening to us. They're listening to me chew. <sighs> mm. How's your sandwich? It's very good. People got to eat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, folks, we're going to be doing a five-minute episode. Like, did you start the podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were joking. Nope. No joking here. My mouth here. is literally full. And people are going to hate us after this. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I blame them. I think that bite I took was way too big. My I, sandwich. I told you about the that podcast I like. I think he does a nice job. He does that sometimes. He just starts chewing and munching on cookies. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely disgusting, but it's hysterical. Well, I just wanted to eat my dinner. That's all I wanted. I didn't want to be entertaining. You talk while I chew. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, let me so, chew I'm over so here. sorry, people. <laughs> yeah, chew over there. That's, I'm chewing away from the microphone right, so that it doesn't. Well, do it. Instead of talking about it, just chew. Oh, yeah. Shh. No, I'm not gonna because you're. Be Ugh, we still can hear it. <laughs> it's very sensitive very microphones. Very sensitive mic. What do you want to do? You want to turn down the mic so it doesn't pick up my chewing? I don't think that's going to work. People got to chew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want me to pass out on the podcast? No, that'd be something. Nobody, nobody wants that. Hmm. Nobody wants to invest that kind of energy into us. So speaking of cookies. Oh, for crying out loud. A box of cookies <sighs> showed up at our house today. And of course, it was from your secret admirer. That's the, terrible. What's well, a joke? If anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that you, <laughs> you got, do joke about my you secret got like admirer. a $10,000 bracelet one day. First of all. About a year a, ago. I'm sure it's a knockoff. It probably is 20 bucks. We probably should. We said this before. We We've never taken it. Find anywhere. out. Mm. I mean, it could be. Pay it could be our, worth. It could be. Could pay for our bathroom. Yeah, exactly. It could be paying for our bathroom. I probably should take it to a jeweler. Maybe one of our listeners. Oh wait, now it was before we started the podcast. It has nothing to do with the podcast. No, the cookies came from our good deacon, who's about to be ordained. As priest. opposed to our bad deacon. No, it's a saying that you say, "My our good deacon, our good priest, good man." He's a good man. He's going to be ordained a priest mm -hmm. in June, Deacon Peter. And um, he sent us a box of cookies. It's really, really nice of him. He sent you a box of cookies. Well, it did have my name on it, but Correct. he did he did intend. He did say when I texted him a thank you, he said, make sure that you and Mike get one. So he wants to make sure that you and I eat a cookie. Who's this Mike guy? <laughs> you, Mike Checker. I don't go by one, Mike. <laughs> All right. When he listens to the podcast, I'm sure he'll learn that. I find it interesting. <laughs> there are still people who meet me for the first time and presume I somehow want to be called by a nickname. You know what? Why? I think I'm going to eat this sandwich for a whole podcast. That way I can uh, have my mouth full the whole time. Well, this will become the shortest episode <laughs> in the history of Raising Eight. So listen, though. I was that person. Which person is this? The person that would meet somebody. And, and call, call them, them by the nickname. Why would, what are you, Michael Scott? I, I Why guess, would you do that I for? don't know. I did it my whole life, like before, kind of like before, maybe before real adulthood. Did you do that? You didn't call me Mike. I did not. Because you introduced yourself as Michael. Because it's my name. 
Yeah, I didn't. For some reason, I didn't ever call you Mike. I literally, before you, like every time, and every Michael I knew was a Mike. Hmm. Like some, every single Michael I knew. I know Michaels Mike. who go by Mike, but mm-hmm. they let you know it. They tell you. Yeah. There are certain names I think you have to find out first. Mm-hmm. Like complete strangers just starting to call me Mike. But you know what, though? I was like, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> we're starting to get momentum, and then I have. <laughs> Team's gonna for say for me. This, that was the for some reason everybody stopped listening thirty seconds in. Yeah, for me, the reason why I used to call people like by their nickname was like a familiarity thing. Like even if I first mm-hmm. met them, that makes how could we to make people feel comfortable, but. Couldn't that make people feel wildly uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. I'm sure it did. <laughs> you, there yeah. are people all over America right now who don't like you because you did that mm-hmm. to them. They're not no, familiar with I'm you. I'm sure. No doubt. You know. It'd be like if I met you and I said, hey, law. People call me law all the time. The first time they meet you? Yeah. No. People have called me that. No. The first. I'm not arguing Anyways, with people. I call you law sometimes, this too. This cheese. Or I call you Luddy. This cheese is the first time I bought this cheese today, and it is amazing. Now, what a pivot! Right, because I'm I'm just noticing that it oh, is good. really now they making know, my now sandwich. Now they know it was that smacking sound that we were hearing. Yeah, that's fake. Great cheese. It's spreadable cheese. You know, like the laughing Ugh. cow. But this is what I'm not even near you. No, it was something. Got headphones on. It's just the sounds I'm making. (laughs) (laughs) But, but. So it's like the laughing cow. I don't know what that is. You don't know what laughing cow cheese is? No idea. Seriously? I don't think so. Yes, you do. It's the cheese that. Don't tell me. I'm telling you that you know what it is. I've bought it before. (laughs) I don't remember it. It's spreadable cheese that comes in little triangles. You keep saying that. Oh, yes. Now I know. The triangle. It has a cow on the front. Okay. I believe you. It, there, Moving it's on. Little, it's a circle. So and what about it? And you lift up the top and it's all these little wedges that are individually wrapped and you unwrap them and you spread them on your- It's delicious on a sandwich. But Kerrygold makes spreadable cheese now in little triangles. Someone's hollering. Kerrygold. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Kerrygold cheese. Why are you looking away? Do you understand? <laughs> Do you understand the words that are coming from my mouth? You like Kerrygold cheese. It's, it, no. I, what? I don't know. Sure. Okay. The one that's the, the Irish. They make the butter too, I but like they make the. Any cheese. Isn't it called Kerrygold? Or am I, I thinking no, of the butter? No, I think you're making that up right now. Maybe it is. Oh my gosh. So you, I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're enjoying your cheese. Is it Car- it's Kerrygold. I know it is. New sponsor of the show. That'd be awesome. I could use more cheese. So. My back's hurting me. Why? I, I hit some golf balls. Oh, my word. I had to get Must outside. I was two straight days. I was just stuck behind this desk. Mm. So I went outside and I'm, I'm committed, dedicated to improving my game. I actually hit some really... Good pitching wedges in the front yard. You hit a pitching wedge? What does that mean? I used a pitching wedge. The oh, you said you hit, hit a, pi- a yes. good pitching wedge. Is yes. that what you yes. say? I don't know golf speak. 
I used a pitching wedge a to hit a golf ball, and I hit it very well. I hit it flush. Is that what you say? Yes. Flush? I flush. Mean, I mean, you made contact perfectly. Good, solid contact. Mm. Nice and throat. Way eye in the hair. In the hair. What are you saying? Way, way eye in the hair. What does that mean? Anyways. Is that golf speak too? My back saw now. <laughs> you know. Can't get over how disgusting that sounds. It's a delicious sandwich. People, it really I is just, so good. Folks, I want you to, on the Facebook page, just let us know how put off you were by oh, this. Oh, yeah, no. Tell me. Tell me how horrible it is for me sound. to eat while I'm podcasting. You know what? I had a choice. What it was, was the choices? It was podcast like a half hour later or podcast now while i'm eating I'm my gonna sandwich. Put a poll people what would you have preferred mm. <laughs> and then i won't care no <laughs> <laughs> wow. nice. well we're we're kind of in um it, it's a this week is turning into a crazy week um because you guys have long known and heard about you still not done that sandwich yet how long does it take to eat a sandwich I've been talking while I'm eating. Uh, just keep, keep talking. Keep eating. You guys have long heard. I know what not to say, but you know he doesn't listen to the podcast. It doesn't matter. There's a surprise birthday party this week for Michael Jr. Do not tell him. <laughs> None of you, if you do, you will no longer be one of our six listeners. <laughs> All right, go ahead. That's not what I was going to talk about, but go that's ahead. part of why this week is intense. But you guys have long known about our bathroom and basement problems. And Lori has decided that progress must be made on the basement this week. And mm -hmm. and I don't I don't blame her. I'm well, with her on this in general because it's It's not what you just said, like I know. I was I was stressed out. Mm -hmm. I was stressed out by it all. I got stuff going on at work. It's just, that's all. It's just the idea of it. I want to work in the basement. I want to take some time off of work to do that. Me as well. And I am. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> looks like we're going to try to get a basement, the basement floor sealed. I'm dressed to paint yeah, when I'm done here. Once we're done after this three hour PM, podcast episode. I will be painting. I'm going to go to bed. You can go to bed while I paint. <laughs> that's really, that's nice. So we have a lot going on this week. We're trying to get that and then the surprise birthday party. But you know, there's another thing this week that's taking place two days after this episode is released. Happy anniversary. Our anniversary. Happy anniversary almost. And it's our special anniversary. Why? 17, 17 on the 17th. It's our golden anniversary. It's not. Well, that's not how it works. But golden birthday, isn't that what they call no, it? No, it's not how it works at all. Yeah. There's another name for it. It's not golden. Golden's 25. Yeah, but there's something. There's Isn't a, it your golden birthday? I don't know if that's what it's called. but I think it's called your golden birthday. Anyways, 17th year on the 17th. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. I didn't even think about that. 17 on 17. Wow. Special anniversary. That we're going to do nothing for. We're going to do nothing for it. I think we should plan something for like May or something. Maybe we can go away. How about this? We can plan something for like next year. <laughs> yeah. But it wouldn't be our special anniversary next year. It'll be 18 on the 17th. <laughs> it'll be very not special next year. <laughs> so anyways, a lot going on this week. It is our anniversary. I didn't buy you anything. You're not buying me anything, right? Because you're going to... I got something. We're going to do a bathroom. I got something. You little, really did get yeah, me something? a little something. Don't worry about it. I didn't get you anything. But it's, it's it really can work for both of us. So don't worry about it. 
Just a little something. Work for both of us. Mm-hmm. The heck is that? Well, you'll see. Hmm. Um, and I just can I before we officially enter into our topic and try to bang out an episode in twenty more minutes. Um, I just want to say there was a old friend of mine from youth ministry passed away suddenly hmm. yesterday, which would be Monday. Uh, Al Boavai. Al was, uh, he and I worked together on my first church job, which was at the Father Merritt CYO Center. He was in a volunteer program and I was part-time and we shared an office together and we uh, got to know each other, obviously as coworkers and just as mutual uh, journeyers on the, uh, on, uh, in, in working youth ministry and, and working for the church. Al was one of the, um, easily one of the most kind, generous, dedicated disciples I have ever had the pleasure of knowing and working with. He was a great guy. Um, all the testimonies that we're seeing on Facebook, uh, people just write against all sharing the same, like basically you could just, it's verbatim, everybody saying the same thing. That's who he was. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a nice thing to see that when you can see that everybody saw him the same way. Talking about being an authentic yeah. man of integrity. So I, he leaves- I wish I had known him. I don't think maybe I met him once or twice, but I don't, I don't recall. Yeah. So he was, you know, just, uh, just again, one of a kind, um, he leaves behind his wife and, uh, five children. So mm. just ask that you, uh, pray for him. And if you're so inclined, I'll, uh, I'll pin the, um, I'll put the, uh, there's a GoFundMe cause I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do now, but they're going to need a lot of help. Um, and so there is a good GoFundMe and people have been very generous and it, it keeps going up. And so if you're so inclined to, to, to give a little bit just to help that this family out, that'd be great. But, mm-hmm. but either way, just pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to need, they're going to need the prayers. But anyway, so we're praying for you, Al, and um, praying for his family. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Amen. So not to too young. put too damp, but yeah, yeah, mid-40s. Yeah. But again, he's a man of faith, and so we're going to, mm-hmm. during this Easter season, we'll see him again amen. someday. Yeah. Pray that he'll get, he'll be able to enjoy He's an eternal reward, and and hopefully that'll bring some comfort to his family. I know they're they're a family that has faith, and so mm-hmm. so we'll pray for them. So thank you for doing that. Sorry to bring it up like that, but yeah, well, that's that's part of life. As we were last night, as I was uh, before bed reading a book to little Tim, <laughs> we had a conversation about death. He's four, and. Um, <laughs> Well, we were talking about, he wanted me to read the book on Easter. So I was talking about Jesus dying on the cross. And then he said, you know, how everybody is going to die at some time. Basically, he didn't say it in those words, but basically like everybody dies kind of thing. And I said, yep. And he said, "Um, I'm going to die. I said, everybody, everybody has to die. And he said, but that's not good. We don't want to die. Right. And I said, no, we, we don't want to, but it's how the life here on earth ends and we get to be in heaven with Jesus. And then his whole demeanor changed. And he said, and and I, cause I said, we'll see Jesus and we'll see Mem and Pep and all the people that we know who have died. Cause Mem and Pep are really the only ones that your grandparents that he can right yeah. now yeah. articulate that he knows that have passed on, you know, obviously my grandparents, he never got to meet. And so he, he changed his demeanor all of a sudden and said, oh. and then when we're in heaven, we'll get to hug <laughs> Jesus. And I just was like, yes, we will get to hug Jesus and all our friends and family that are there. We'll all be together in heaven. So I said, so our bodies die, but our soul lives on 
forever. He said, so our soul doesn't die. I said, no, it doesn't. So we don't really die. Our body dies, but our soul lives forever. So it was very, it's interesting, the deep conversations you can have with kids that four Truth. years old and the, all these little teachable moments for, you know, he's, what are you doing over there? No, nah, just my, um... I mean, he's the one who brought it up. Like we were talking about Jesus, but then he was just like, Tom wanted to talk about death. So, okay, well, let's talk about death. But in other news, well, that's, that's not, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no go ahead. No, nope. no, you, in you other want news, to talk about death still. Go ahead. In other news. Mm-hmm. That was you, not me. In other news, <laughs> this is news to you also because you didn't even know this because I haven't seen you today because I was at work. You were working, then I went to work, and then I went to Home Depot to get paint and came home, and here we are. So I got an email today from CD Baby oh. saying that my music has been sent. My song, The Divine Mercy, The Chaplet of Divine Mercy and Song- pushed out to the platforms? Has been pushed out to the platforms, Whoa. and now- it's a matter of waiting for the platforms to, they all have a different timeline of when they, like Apple Music usually takes like a week once it gets to them. So today is the day that it got distributed to like 150 platforms. He's searching for it now. You can, I don't uh, think it's going to be there because I think Apple Music is one of the last ones. Oh, that's Amazon Music. But I think it's still, I think it's still going to take a while for it to get there. There it is. That's not true. <laughs> You're lying. No, I don't think it was there. It's not going to be there today. It'll probably be there by next week. I think it'll be on, I think it'll be available on most platforms. And then some of them will take a little longer. So I am excited. We will post the link when it's there. I was very, very blessed to be able to sing and lead people in the Divine Mercy Chaplet on Sunday, on Divine Mercy Sunday, this past Sunday at our parish. So that was really beautiful. And I have had some really um, kind people afterwards tell me that uh, it was beautiful and they felt the Holy Spirit. And that's the whole goal of, for me, when I sing, it's so that the Holy Spirit can move through music and touch people's hearts. So, so that's a blessing. So hopefully it's not yeah, like I said, it's the first step. The good news is it was yeah. distributed. So now it's up to the individual. I just wanted to look. It would have been kind of cool. So it would have been cool. Some one platform. Maybe by the that. time this comes out on Thursday, because today is Tuesday, it's possible some of them would have processed <laughs> it and it'll be available. But we will link when it's ready. So that's exciting. Yes, it is. Very. Mm -hmm. And once we have that news to share, we'll make a big deal about it. Big. Big deal. Because, you know, this is Raising Eight. <laughs> a couple of sinners trying to raise eight. I had no idea what you were about to say. Well, it's we're 19 minutes in. We didn't introduce We didn't introduce Well, I mean, we haven't started the topic. If you're at this podcast, though, you know, you know what this where podcast you are. is. I this mean, is, where are you See, people? I should have just kept going with it and made mm -hmm. believe we're not going to do it. And then I would have got my change mm -hmm. I proposed a while ago. Well, I that was like a lot of stuff. Change. We had a lot of stuff to catch up on, apparently. We did. It makes me now wonder, should we even bother getting into another into the topic? Are we actually going to have time in. to do this? I think we won't have time to do whatever you have this grand plan of lots of things to talk about. Well, it's not lot, lots of things. I started reading. I told you we we're, were in the midst of, I'm in the midst of reading like three different books right now. Yeah. How do you do that? I can't uh, I read I more than one book around, at a time. Around, I gave up on the everybody fights. I need to, I need to finish that with you. So that's yeah. a common 
so that we can then give our review of it. You know what we should do? I don't. Each night after we pray, before we read our individual books, we should at least try to like read a chapter out loud, take turns reading a chapter out loud, because then we could get through it. Because we, during the day, it's never going to happen. Yeah, we're halfway through, so. Halfway well, you're halfway through. No, I haven't read it since. No, but I, you barely read any to me. I That's got like true. I half read, of a chapter. No, no, no. I read, we read like 50 pages. No, we did not. Yeah, we did. There's no way we did. We did. I don't think that's true. Well, it is true. Okay. Anyways, so I started reading another book that I referenced, Handing Down the Faith by there Christian Smith and Amy Adamsik. Adamsik. Let me see that name. Sorry to butcher your name, Amy, if you ever listen to Adam this Zick. podcast. Adam Zick? I have no Adam idea. Adam Zick, maybe? Adam Zick? I have no idea. That is too difficult of a name for me to read. Anyways, um, it just came out literally uh, last week. And so I just started reading it. I am in. I just finished the introduction. That's it so far. And um, so far, so good. I mean, I'm very excited about this book because it just simply discusses the premise, which this podcast is quite frankly all about. The importance of mom and dad. Mm-hmm. They are the mom, mothers and fathers are by far and away the most important people after God in the lives of children. Mm-hmm. Not teachers, not police officers, not podcasters. <laughs> Shocking. I thought we were the most Not their important. siblings, not athletes, professional athletes and celebrities and the, the people who... All studies show have the most influence on a child's life and what trajectory that child's life is going to be on by far and away on moms and dads. Doesn't it make sense, though? Of course it does. It it's just, common it's just sense. Common sense. It's just common sense, but people, I guess, don't know that. And a lot of, I think a lot of parents, too, especially, what was I just reading? Was it actually that book? Actually, because I th- that book was out. Is this the one that was on? I think this is the one. Actually, when does he? Oh no, religious parent. That was the one. Yeah, I started religious reading. Religious parenting book. was the one before. Just one. I haven't started reading that one yet. I just started reading it the other day, and it was talking about. Um, the author was talking about parents of teenagers. A lot of times think that their yeah, influence is in well. their influence is done. Like yeah. once their kid is a teen, like forget it. Their kid doesn't want to listen to them anymore. But in fact, studies show, because he's got all these like studies that he does, studies show that even the teenagers, the parents are still, still the primary influencers yeah, for says, teenagers. Quote from, yeah, from the book. Probably what I read. Some American parents believe that they lose most of their influence over their children around the early teen years. Mm-hmm. More than a few American teenagers act as if their parents no longer matter in their lives. But in most cases, those are cultural illusions belied by sociological facts. The influence of parents on children while they still live at home, including their influence on their religious identities, beliefs, and practices, is paramount. Lasting for years, decades, often lifetimes. That's pretty powerful. And I think what it's saying is like the illusion that movies, TV, media puts out there like, oh, you know, 
well, teenagers, yeah. are, they, they don't care about their parents or they don't care what their parents have to say about their lives or whatever. And because the persona of a teenager is pushback, pushback to parents and pushback. And yes, all teenagers are going to do some form of pushback. Maybe not all. Maybe that's a maybe some teenagers never push back a little bit on their parents. But I think most do. And I think that's a natural just like and actually one of these days. I want to write a book about this, raising toddlers and raising, raising teenagers and how similar toddlers and teenagers those stages are. I'm sure somebody's already written a book about that, but the idea of, and I, and actually I'm sure we could have a great conversation with our dear friend, um, John Barrier, because I know he would probably, you know, know the real like psychological blah, blah, blah about all this. Cause mm. I don't know blah, blah, blah about psychology, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know blah 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 about much. I took that course and you took blah 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 yeah, psychology. You yes. did. I mean, I would have taken it if it was called that, actually. But <laughs> but the idea that there's pushback that happens at certain ages and it's part of growth and development. What's part of your kind of developing your identity and who developing you are your and exactly. testing boundaries and right. That's all part of some self determination and mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, you, you know, psychological blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know. psychological blah, blah. I passed that course. You, but you have a minor and you, didn't you no, have a degree a in psychology? You have a yes. degree in psychology. You have a minor. minor. You might, you have a minor degree. It feels like a minor because it wasn't from a reputable <laughs> school for that subject. But you have a minor and minor it's degree. It's basically a degree in You have a real degree It's a in degree psychology. in moral relativism. I forget that you have that degree. I, I only emphasize my other degree, which is in communications, my other undergrad degree. And then I don't know. Blah, I prefer blah, blah, to just blah, talk blah, about blah. theology. <laughs> yeah, theology exactly. degree. But anyways, but yes. So anyway, the idea mm -hmm. of that, that's a normal thing that happens with teenagers, but the influence of the parents. So parents that, and again, we're, we're not experts here. We have three teenagers in the house. We're certainly not experts on them. The, true. Uh, no question. But you and I both did have worked in youth We've ministry for many with years. Teens and again, years it doesn't make us experts. I hate that. We're word not anyways, experts. But we have experience. But we do have experience working right. with teenagers. And the idea that but from a parenting perspective. And we perspective, were teenagers. No way. Yeah, well I was. You were a teenager? A very long time ago. Well, I mean, mine wasn't all you're, that long well, ago. Well, you're getting up there. Ha! <laughs> I said that to a couple I was meeting today nobody, for nobody baptism. That I think I said something like, um, I said, who who looks like the bad guy? This kid. Because I was talking about like priests that make bad decisions to let, you know, things slide. And then um, people come to me and I I've say, never actually, heard such a thing. actually, they can't be a godparent because blah, 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 blah. And then I look like the bad guy. So I said, who looks like the bad guy? This kid. And then I said, I, I'm not really a kid. I'm much Especially older probably than in front of those people. Of yeah. Actually, they're 35. So I, I wasn't, much I'm not older that. Five years. That's nothing. Five years <laughs> is nothing. half a decade. <laughs> when you put it that way, then it I does did, seem and like. I did put it that way. But I said, I like to think I'm young. I still feel young. Well, about this, how about I have this, he has in the, in, in the introduction, he, he talks about some related background findings before he even goes into his study. So how about we do a, a, a few of these and then finish it? Next week. That's a good idea. Let's do the two-part two series. A two-part <gasps> two podcast. A, a two-part podcast. Two-part podcast. Two Say that three times fast. Two-part podcast. Two-part podcast. Two-part podcast. Two-part podcast. Well, that's pretty good, but that's because I, you're saying it in a, in a Rhode Island I'm way. Excellent. You're saying two-part podcast. Two-part podcast. You're not even saying two the R. Two-part. 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 A two-part. Two-part podcast. <laughs> Does he have a podcast? I have no idea. 
<laughs> Maybe we could have him as a guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Raising let's, let's, eight. Let's pass on that. <laughs> I'm actually very good at peas. You know how some people struggle with microphones and peas? But you can't say an R in a word that two, has an two R. Two part. It's two a part. two part. I'm not good with R's. So I, now you can say way, two part podcast. Say that three times fast. Excuse me? <laughs> say the real sentence. Two part podcast. No, say it fast. Two part podcast. Two part podcast. Two part podcast. You can't do it. <laughs> oh, it looks like we're done. Oh, we're out of time. R's are optional. <laughs> Ours are not optional yeah. unless you live in Rhode Island. Front we legs. live in Massachusetts. Yes, ours are probably optional here. All right, let's just do a couple. How about that? Two or three, and then we'll mm. we'll, we'll, we'll close this bad boy up. Oh, this bad boy! You gotta get, you gotta get paintings so and go lie my rear end on the couch and like play Nintendo. Why don't you Switch. help me paint? No, I'm not painting tonight. Why wouldn't you help me paint? I'm too tired and blind. By the way, you're painting the bathroom. We're not, we can't both fit in there. Yes, we could. No, we There's can't. no toilet or You're, sink. You are completely. All right, whatever. I'll be by once myself. Once we're both in there. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, and I'm spent. I, I, we were woken up this morning. Speaking <sighs> of teenage. Aware. Well, I was woken up this morning. I slept in slightly. So you're talking, looking at a guy five and a half hours sleep in front of you. Okay, go to bed. I'll go paint. Come on. What do you want to, what do you want to say? What do you want right. to read? So this first one. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. He's a baseball all... These are based on findings and research. Right. Studies. This is going to shock you. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm already okay, shocked. Crucial. Crucial in the parental transmission of religion to children is having generally warm, affirming relations with them. Parents can be very invested and intentional about religious transmission, but if they have emotionally distant and critical relationships with their children, their efforts are likely to fail or backfire. They have a whole chapter on this point. We just, didn't we just see that in the episode that we were watching of, um, oh, we were just watching what, um, what do you call it? I have no idea. Yeah. Last Man Standing. Oh. In Last Man Standing, they were just talking about what's his face? uh, What's the, what's the older guy? Well, it's Tim Allen is the actor. No. Ed. Oh, no. Um, Ed, Ed. Was, uh, Ed Azate. Ed Alzate. Alzate, yeah. He's the, you know, older guy in the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And he said, my dad read the Bible every yeah, day. that's a good point. But yep. you would have never known it by the way he acted towards me. Yeah. And that's exactly that point. Yeah, I mean, is the, yeah. It's like, okay, we have to practice what we preach. We have to practice what we, what we, whatever, like, practice. I mean, we we have to be loving towards our children. We yeah. can't talk just about loving other people and not be loving towards our own children. I mean, that's kind of an obvious. Right. I think that's it. And and this is not like the warm fuzzies. This is about no. having relationship. A real relationship. <laughs> like yeah. caring about what they care, like talking to them and letting, letting them know, know that you love, that them. You love you them. care about them. Communicating. That and even if you're not a great worthy. communicator- it, it can be in all different ways. It's not like like if it's not your gift to to express yourself emotionally, because that's not everybody's gift, like not right. gift, but that's not everybody's experience to be able to express themselves. In and an then obviously, way. A, obviously, a major uh, a major component to this in people's lives is their own childhood mm-hmm. and what they and that and that's obviously makes can make this very difficult mm-hmm. for some people. But that doesn't mean you can't be aware of it. And right. and, and so self awareness. And understanding that about our own lives, if that's part of our journey, um, 
shouldn't excuse us from continuing that pattern, right? So that's part of being aware. And if you need to seek some help, we've talked about this in the past, please do so. Um, but you don't have to continue that kind of a pattern. And that's not an, uh, you know, I, I say that not as a knock on people who do their best to try to, to do the do their best with their kids. But um, this idea of actually having a warm, a real, affirming relationship. Warm, and affirming again, I don't think what they're talking here is the fuzzies. I think they're talking just a real who you are <laughs> relating to who your kids are. Yeah. Yeah. And not just being in that and avoiding kind of this idea of distance, right? This mm -hmm. idea that we're just not really, we're just passing. All right. At least one more. Okay. The, uh, the next one he says is the quality, he and she, I don't know who wrote that sentence, mm -hmm. the quality of conversations and interactions about religion between parents and children is more important for influencing children than the particular content that parents try to instill or teach. How parents and their children interact about religion has more influence on the outcomes than the particular substance that parents try to communicate. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're making a statement of don't of not teaching like the truth. That's not what no. they're saying. What, but what, just but because you really, throw some truth at somebody doesn't mean it's going to stick, right? I yeah. Mean, we by we the talk way, about this all the time. You know, if you're harsh like this is what the Bible says, you know, or this is what the da 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 da. It's like the uh, we used to talk about the, the Ten Commandment style of of right. teaching the passing on the faith. Right. The do's and don'ts. Don't do this. Moralism. Don't do that. Yeah. Moralism. Yeah. yeah. But how you do it in a loving way that mm -hmm. there's a relationship that your kids know that you have a relationship with Jesus. And I tell this to parent young parents all the time when I'm working with young parents. You can't give what you don't have. Can you? Right? Nobody can. So it's about working on our own relationship with Jesus and naturally being able to share that with the kids. And again, not doesn't have to be this deep theological, but how you share it. And well, and, and the alternate side of it is you might have a master's degree in theology and have all the intellectual depth, yes, which is wonderful. But so what if you're if you're yeah if if you're just if you're just throwing at them just as, as a bunch of facts because we mm -hmm. know that's not what the faith is about. Our faith mm -hmm. is about as Pope Benedict XVI said it said it so well. Our our faith is about a an encounter with a person. And an event, and the event being the incarnation, Jesus' passion. That's what this is about. Mm -hmm. And so we need to pass on knowledge, intellectual content of the faith. I think in that, with that being the the filter, right? This yeah. idea of well, it's not we don't do this because just because it fills our brains with knowledge, you know, knowledge and information. No, yeah. it's because of who that information is about, who that information points us to, mm -hmm. and how that information, because of who it's about, how it can uh, convert us and, and, and reshape us in our lives. And this is a tough balance, obviously, as a parent, yeah. because the, the do's and don'ts obviously are important, you know, and, but like he's saying the how, so we've always been big on how the, why do we believe this? Why do we need to live this way? And I think that's so often left out for when, when we're looking at like, like you said, like a 10 commandments approach or, mm -hmm. um, the, why do we, why does God have rules for us? Like why, when you understand why he has rules for us, why does he have rules? Like, why are they even just as simple as why are there rules in this house? You know, why can't you do that? Because it will hurt this or that, or this person or that person, or it's because 
it'll hurt you or mm-hmm. understanding why God asks certain things of us, I think is crucial to that how mm-hmm. piece of mm-hmm. how a kid will take this experience of the faith. Like how will their experience be of the faith? Right. If it's just don't do that or, you know, or you, you can't wear that or you can't, you know, whatever it is, you know, and, but there's no explanation. Well, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, if there's no real meaning to the facts, if you will, well, that's What's just, the point? that's just more trivia questions you can answer at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, so what? Mm-hmm. It's completely useless in that context. And I think that's where, as a parent, like this is where the, telos comes from Mm -hmm. like always looking at the end and Mm -hmm. that's part of you know look at the greek person well i am greek you know so i mean (laughs) it's all greek (laughs) to me i can't speak greek but i remember that from my theology classes just the always thinking about the end game Mm -hmm. what's the end game the end game is going to heaven but making sure kids know that that's the end game like communicating that i'm just trying to help you get to heaven yeah, I want I mean, to help. My job is to help you get to heaven. There's I no mean, better how. If our kids can't, <laughs> right? If our Passing kids the faith, yeah. can't say that that's, you know, I've failed. I've say it, I say it a million mm-hmm. times. I just want to help you get to heaven. So that's my goal. And you might not like this, but do I, what does mommy want for you? Mm-hmm. What does daddy want for you? Well, we want you to get to heaven. This book explores this point in more depth in chapters two and three. I can't wait. I'm not there yet. One okay. more, because I want to do more. one more only because I have stars in here so i'll know where to start next week and actually the next one is is uh very interesting after Mm -hmm. this one all right so this is uh the most effective effective parent conversations about a religion with children are children centered rather than parent centered in them children ask questions you just kind of were just saying this and talk more while parents mostly listen. The questions about religion are clearly related to children's lives. Parents try to help children understand their religious faith and practices. The conversations are open, not rigid or highly controlled. And the larger relationship between parents and children is thereby nurtured. When parents, by contrast, talk too much, make demands without explanations, force unwanted conversations, and restrict discussions to topics that they control, faith transmission to children is likely to be ineffective or counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Oh, my words. If I could, there's so many situations where I have encountered parents who are in that situation and trying to help them to understand that they need to understand this in the context of their life, what they are going through. It's it's not it's not always easy but if we think about our own our own journey when we were that age and what would have helped us mm-hmm. if we didn't have faith at a younger age especially so i think people in that situation who came to faith later on probably could really appreciate this point especially if parents uh, didn't help and if you will pass on the faith and, and leave that that experience in their lives um Think about that, like what, how to approach our children where they are right By the way, this is good evangelization technique for anybody. Anybody. Right? Where yeah, are exactly. they right now? Mm-hmm. That's where, how we want to evangelize them based on where they are and not mm-hmm. just leave them there. Of course not to begin to walk with them towards Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is Project Nazareth, right? We've talked about this in the past. That's kind of the whole point of Project Nazareth is to help parents to begin to develop that habit, to give not the kids the tools 
is to give the parents the tools to do exactly this, to have these types. We have the ponder section is for exactly this point, to ask questions and talk to the kids where they are and let them ask more questions. And part of the reason why I've never up to really up to this past year used a faith formation program. <sighs> I know. Shocking, right? We never send our kids to CCD, doesn't exist which doesn't exist. Faith formation, religious ed. We've sporadically here and there sent different kids different things. Yeah. But part of the reason is because we have these natural conversations that that happen. They're mm -hmm. natural conversations. And that's the whole like Having it be a comfortable and we're not great. We're not perfect at it. It's not like we've, you know, no. we're experts at it, but that it's natural to our habitat here at home wow. is the natural habitat of the Levine <laughs> child is surrounded See, a by. A Levine kid, their head peeks up above a bed. <laughs> about to throw something at us. <laughs> is a natural habitat <laughs> is of faith. It's a natural process that happens that conversations are natural right. that come say, up and and why because it's well, but why because we we're we right. have these conversations we and are it, talking about our faith and you don't have to have graduate level degrees by the way folks this is why and the next week it's it's going to tip into focusing on uh well I'm not going to give it away it's it's the key don't point give it away it's point being fun. is both mom and dad have to be a part of this mm -hmm. ideally both mm -hmm. mom and dad have to be a part of this ideally. And it starts with each individual. We've said this past having their faith in order. So they got to have a habit of prayer. And then ideally the couple, not just praying together, but talking about faith. And again, you don't have to start by like walk, work, working through the catechism or the summa, although that both are great. <laughs> right. No, you don't, it doesn't have to be about, complicated. Right now, just talk about the season of Easter in that context. You know, we talked about um, uh, my former coworker, Al, and, you know, passing away, like these things happen in our lives. And to talk about these things with each other in the context mm -hmm. of faith is really the practice. That's the best practice mm -hmm. and others too, in our lives, hopefully, so that we are more comfortable with just talking about the faith in the context of life. In the context. Of, and I think that's just so key that, 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 and we've talked about this before, of our faith being kind of put in a box or mm -hmm, our faith mm -hmm. being just part of the context of our lives. It's the center of our lives. And everything should, like, everything naturally relates to it. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're really live, trying to live again, we're, we're all imperfect and we're just trying, we're like trying and trying and trying again and falling and trying again to be saints. And so everything really is an opportunity to grow in faith. Every experience we have highs, lows, you know, people, I mean, everybody knows people that need prayers. Everybody knows people who are struggling. We go through struggles, we suffering. I mean, there's just so much that comes up in our daily existence as human beings that points us to God. Amen. Mm -hmm. No. So, okay. That's. So we'll stop there. We'll stop there because this short podcast has become a normal length podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so again, the, the book is Handing down the faith christian smith and amy adamzik sorry amy again uh um again I'm, I'm just through the introduction i'm hoping to make some more progress on it tomorrow um christian smith is is he's got longitudinal studies on uh youth and religion he's very well respected he's catholic out of notre dame does great work i highly respect his work i've read a few of his other books 
Um, and he's, he's come to this premise a long time ago and that it's parents folks. It's not, it's just not that complicated Mm -hmm. when parents make this happen and become instruments of grace in the lives of their children because of their own discipleship. We solve a lot of problems, Mm -hmm. a lot of problems. Life's not perfect. That's not what we're saying. Nope. And it's not that there's no struggles. We have struggles, but if that's the goal and that's kind of the, the habitat, if you will, <laughs> that you create in your home, it changes a lot. And so we'll keep talking about this. So this will be part mm-hmm. one. I'll come up with a snazzy title. You've already know snazzy. the title, obviously. And then we'll, we'll, we'll work on part two. And I think we'll be talking more about this book as over the mm-hmm. next, over the next couple months. Cause I think there's gonna be a lot of stuff in here that we might be able to share with you folks. But again, if you're interested, check out the book, Handing Down the Faith. I'm sure you can put a link somewhere. To I will put a link to the Amazon page. Amazon. To buy the book. Okay, we're at 45 minutes. Folks, t-shirts, no sales. <laughs> You're failing me. I'm really, I'm, I'm really like, like. It's getting old that you talk about them. It too. doesn't matter. I'm going to keep talking about it until they buy. Know where until my t-shirt they, is. Until I they should buy some. I'm just going to keep doing it. Buy a flipping t-shirt, my friends. Please. You'll be my start, best friend forever. I'll begging. let you call me Mike. Uh, no. No, you won't. He won't. He won't. He so won't. check that out. What else I want to say about, uh, you know, if you want to leave us a review, mm-hmm. we'll take that. Five stars. We'll take that. We'll take even four. <laughs> I'll take four. Four, four is fine. Honestly, <laughs> I'm kind of like a B guy. <laughs> I'll take three. Three, three. I don't buy things on Amazon if it's three, though. That's the only problem. So that's true. Four and up. Four and up is usually. I mean, sometimes three and a half, depending. No, on I mean we've we've how many reviews there are. Again, we we we've been having good interaction on Facebook. We continue mm-hmm. to get new people following us, which is great. So thank you for that, mm-hmm. and you know, share this with others if you think it might help them, or if you think that's something that they'll just want to like mock us and scream Mata. at us. Absolutely, yeah. go for it. Yeah, go for it. I mean, who needs a little more amusement in their lives? Mm-hmm. Or if well, you just want to hear somebody chewing food. Well, I'm done with my sandwich. It was really good. It was my dinner, very, very, very late dinner. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And now I have to go paint. Yes. So I'm going to um, sign off by saying thank you all for joining us for another episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. God bless. <laughs>